Welcome to Mind Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And you are about to embark on episode 165. Ooh. Ooh. Ghosts. We're in October, so everything's spooky. Everyone's spooky. Uh, Before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, Elephant Elephant Castle. Castle. There we go. Located at 185 North Wabash Avenue. Yep. I had to think about it. Like, is it Avenue? <laughs> it is Avenue. Yes. We love uh, we love it so much. Elephant and Castle has always been so great to us. They give us a spot to record. And more importantly, they have wonderful specials. They have great food. They have great drinks. In fact, they have a happy hour every day from 3 to 6 p.m. It's the truth. They have that. They have it. It's there. It's on the menu, so they have to do it legally. And aside, if it's on the menu, you have to do it. That's it. Uh, aside from having great food, you know, during those that those specials and great drinks, they have uh, snack and shares. So anything on the appetizer matter that's $11 or less is half off during happy hour. You get to save half of the money you would have spent. Exactly. So it's so good. So definitely go check that out. They also have great daily specials, such as Monday, they have one and done Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. Where every, well, they bring in a keg of beer and it's especially it's a very special keg of beer right it's unique it's, it's one that's been it's it's been molded shaped to be special it's been curated curated it's been mm. cured mm. heated to 180 degrees celsius which is lava <laughs> and then you drink it <laughs> and then you drink it no it's a great specialty craft uh, keg of beer they tap it and they pour it till it's gone and gang it's three dollars a pint Three dollars. There's places that'll charge you three dollars for fucking soda, right? Right. And this is They're three dollars a pint. Like that's incredible of of craft beer. I've been to a place where it's five dollars for a mug of root beer. I mean, come on, man. That's insanity. Which which was really good, by the way. But still, this I'm sure th- it was great root beer. I'm not saying it wasn't good root it was beer. It's delicious, but still, like, tell you, it's a great deal. Right. Doug doesn't drink, and he's still saying this is a good deal. It's amazing. Uh, you also have Tin Up Tuesdays, or all tins are 25% off. Justin, what's a tin? Mm, it's a taxpayer identification number. That's also really important, because yes. you've got to pay your taxes. Right. You, Kevin, pay your taxes. Kevin! <laughs> pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. You also have uh, Wine Down Wednesdays, where glasses of wine are dollar off, and all bottles are half off. That's right. You also got Locals Only Thursday, where locals are allowed to fuck. And also, all local drafts are $5.50. That's right. I mean, it goes hand in hand. That's what or DNC, <laughs> DNC hand in hand. You'll get, get that. You'll get that when you listen. It's it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, if you like to get up before lunch, but it's a little bit late for breakfast, so therefore you have brunch. They have brunch over at Elephant and Castle, and they also have five dollar Bloody Marys and five dollar mimosas. So it's delicious, and that, you should absolutely check that out. That's on Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays and Sundays for you weekend people. So Elephant and Castle, one eighty five North Wabash. Check them out. We love them. You love them. Done deal. All right. Now that being said, also we'd like to humbly request your assistance. With going to wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, whatever. If you're on our website, go to one of those things. Yes. If you're on our website, leave a little comment or a note there too. Just seriously, rate us, uh, give us some you know, feedbacks, leave a review. We love this sort of stuff and it really helps us out uh, to basically help promote our podcast and give us some analytics and things like that so we can do cooler things, get more sponsors, things like that. And wherever you're listening, there is a share button somewhere on the screen and we would... we're humbly request again that you just share share the link share what you're listening to with one person or everyone you know either way it works and we appreciate that okay that being said let's <laughs> slip out of our sexy solicitation suit Ooh, a lot a lot of S's. S's. <laughs> and uh let's talk about this episode yes we had an amazing guest we did 
Uh, one that, that I think you're very fond of. I'm extremely fond of. Uh, she is a, an HR expert. Yes. She is super intelligent. Very intelligent. Very funny. Yes. Very, uh, very amiable. Yas, Queen. It's my wife, Jill Cochran. What? And she stops You're by. You're married to her? Uh, yeah, right? I, I did not know this. Ta-da. Interesting. She returns to talk about some interesting HR things that exist in the world that are not in the, in the podunk corporate America. <laughs> That's right. So things like what's HR like from her perspective in the NFL and the movie biz, and we start to talk about uh, some serious shit, yep. like uh, the whole Kavanaugh stuff exactly. and what it was like investigating some of those sexual misconduct allegations. So really had a fun time chatting with her. She's always a real pleasure. Uh, had a great time. So I'm excited. Are you excited? You know what? I can't stand up. I'm so excited. Me too. My back and my knees are sweaty, so you know I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope you're excited. So sit back, relax, enjoy episode 165 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Justin, say that same thing and then say I smell youth with the same accent. No. <laughs> Talking to the microphone. I smell youth. Oh, God. Wait. <clears throat> I smell youth. Wait for it. <laughs> I smell youth. <laughs> the name of our new, uh, our new stand-up album, I Smell Youth. <laughs> I don't know why, but I had to close my eyes when you said that. It doesn't make any sense. I feel like that made it worse. I couldn't look at you. I was cringing so hard, I closed my eyes. I don't know. I feel like that just enhanced it. Right. Because then you could you could really paint the picture of whoever you want this to be. Mm-hmm. That's who it is. So that begs the question, what's worse sometimes? Staring at someone while they say something creepy or just hearing it? Ooh. It depends on what it depends on what they're doing. Like because yeah. <clears throat> like if I were to if I were to do this, <laughs> I'm already looking away. <laughs> Jill's already looking away. <laughs> Justin just leered at her. <laughs> that's that's creepy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that can enhance it. If that can enhance just, it. Yeah. You know, not breaking eye contact. Yeah, right. I was creeped just out. Goes, like job. again, just like Doug, he's just behind the pop guard, so <laughs> all you can see are the eyes. And I'm used to him making those kind of eyes, and me starting to stare at him like stab it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You might it's call in, those hungry eyes. No. Those don't look hungry. Or are they thirsty eyes? Thirsty. It's just you trying to do your Doug creepy thing. Creeping. Oh, he disappeared. (laughs) We've lost him. Oh, there he is again. (laughs) So now, so obviously without the creepy stare. Yes. I mean, just if someone, you know, if you just hear, all right, close your eyes. Close your eyes, both of you. Okay. You just hear. (laughs) That smells good. Stop it. You're obsessed with the breathing thing. Obsessed with it. I'm over it. You need to stop. (laughs) I I don't know. I guess it goes back to the same thing. Like, what's more scary in a horror movie? Yeah. Is it seeing the monster or is it letting your brain run wild? And I would always argue that letting your brain run run wild Mm -hmm. is much more frightening for me than, than actually seeing it. I like a glimpse of it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you can show me a flash of it or right. maybe just like half of the face popping out or something. Right. But if you, every time that I've seen 
the full the full monster, the yeah. full killer, whatever it is. Sure. It doesn't live up. To, I don't know if I've ever been yeah. like, oh, okay. I'm more scared now. It's always like, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm not one that loves to go see scary movies. I'm not someone that hates them, but I just, I don't go out of my way to make sure I see them all. And I think that never lives up to it usually in yeah. the films that we've had over however many years they if you do get to see the killer or the monster or whatever, you're like, oh, that's it. Right. Yeah, like, good. I thought Signs was terrifying yeah. up until, until the end. The end. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, it, it's a perfect example of, of what you can show me in a movie and still, when it's on the the silhouette of that thing on the yeah, barn, he sure. looks out, I shit my pants. <laughs> it was terrifying. And sure. I was like, well done, because you just saw this figure and you knew it wasn't human. Yeah. Right. And, but then like, then you saw it at the end. And it, was that, like, it, was, it was great sound it. work too. Cause you hear it jump up and get on the roof. Right. That's where, and then on, he's in the cornfield. You just see like the leg go into the corn, you right. know, stock. You you're see like, this, the oh. corn moving and you're just like, fuck, something's in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's terrifying. That's, that, yeah. <laughs> that's a creepy moment. You just yeah. see other things moving because of it. Well, cause I think also when you get the particulars of that stuff down, um, there's going to be certain things that aren't as scary to some people or or maybe it's scary and more to others. So right. when they see it, they're like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Other people are like, oh, that's dumb looking. Right. Especially if it's bad CGI or something like that. Absolutely. Which yeah. in science it was. Sure. Yeah. And I it would also, yeah, because uh, it's, it's very similar to what we touched on before we rolled, which is expectation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you've got... Your, your brain is built up like, I expect the creature to look like this. I've already formed it in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then if yeah. if it matches, then you're like, wow, terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if exactly. it doesn't match, you're like, that's not what it looks like. You got to yeah. be careful, I think, as a filmmaker. To, you want to toy around with people enough that they get freaked out, but not so long that they've got an idea in their mind that it's not going to match it. And I, I guess I'm probably more of a fan of really never seeing a full picture of what it is and just leave me be creeped out. Yeah. Like the entire time. It's kind of like that improv it. rule, too, where it's like if you're joking about something or you're trying to talk about something that's a mystery, you need to name it. Because the longer it goes on, the less impactful it is. So if I'm like, I've got this box, and Justin's like, well, what's in the box? And we'll be like, I don't want to say. And then Jill's like, come on, tell us what's in the box. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. It's like, what's in the fucking box? Right. <laughs> open up the box because now the whole, s- the whole scene is just us being like, is he or is he not going to open it? And that's not what this should be about. Right. Open up the fucking box. Let's explore what it is and let's talk about what's going on. Yeah. Well, just, and like the longer, like you said, the longer that drags on, the more you're like, what is in the box? And then now you're, the audience is expecting this giant payoff and that's only growing and getting more mm-hmm. like... The longer you do that, the bigger payoff they expect. And the thing is, because you're making it just about that action, nothing is going to work. Right, it could be exactly. gold. It could be a severed hand. It could be, and it's, people are going to be like, "Oh, well, that's what it wasn't what I was expecting." Right. And it's a it's a big letdown. Speaking of letdowns, Jill, you <laughs> wow, allow me to finish. <laughs> allow me to finish. Wow. That was that was a Jill comma with not just Jill. Explain yourself. <laughs> Guys, were quick to gut me on that one. <laughs> Rightfully so, I might argue. Thirty percent. So. Start over. I was going to no, say. I, I feel don't. like you. I feel like you would have taken the same opportunity. However, absolutely, I would have. Which is why I'm going to give you thirty percent of that. So, speaking of letdowns, Jill, comma, um, you're in HR, and you see a lot of, um, a lot of interesting things uh-huh. that. Often or sometimes let you down based on the human condition of things. 
So sure. for the folks that don't know, you are an HR manager, yes? Correct. And uh, you've done all sorts of stuff uh, as far as like, you know, employee relations. Yes. Relations. See, now close your eyes and let me say that <laughs> yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Close, no, close your eyes, close your eyes, close your eyes. Relations. <laughs> Creepier? Wait, wait, close, or, your, close your eyes, close your eyes. Relations. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy. Relations. <laughs> Relations with youth. <laughs> yeah, that's really Is that creepy. bad? Did we, yeah. hit, did we hit the line? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that could see a trip to the HR's office <laughs> also. <laughs> uh, which will also be a disguise for the police office. Yeah. Uh, there may be an armed officer there to take you away after yes. we're done talking. So um, you've seen a lot and done a lot. You've been in, in HR for how long? 13 years. 13 years. Wow. Yeah. That is, you know, the age of most junior high kids. Yeah. So good job. imagine that. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Fact. Uh, you don't believe them? Look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, you, I started doing it right after I got out of college. So I've been, I've been in HR my entire career. I want to ask you a personal question. Sure. Why HR? Like, what? Because it seems that it could be a very thankless and super stressful job. So, like, why HR? What drove you to get your degree in that? Oh, my God. That's a good question. Um, you're right. It can be that way sometimes. Um, so when I was in college, I I knew I wanted – I actually went to college wanting to be an accountant. Mm. And I studied business and accounting. It was a double major. And at Augustana, your first – you couldn't take any business classes. You're a sophomore. And the first like six classes you took for business were the same for accounting. So you're kind of like doing double duty. Sure. It wasn't until I got into the second year of those classes, which was then junior year of accounting, that I was like, I hate this. And I had always loved school my entire life. I always enjoyed school. So that really, you know, was significant to me that that wasn't the right thing for me to be doing. Um, I also job shadowed an accountant and it was miserable. Now he was an atta- a tax accountant. So I will say, if you're an accountant, I don't think your job is miserable. It's just that particular job was miserable to me. Um, so I took a look at the classes I had been taking because Augustana being liberal arts, I looked at, you know, where I was spending all my other credits that were outside my major. And I took a lot of speech communication classes. Mm-hmm. And not surprising, I do love to communicate. Um, but it, a lot of those classes have to do with like the psychology of communication. And so then I went from double major accounting and business to almost going, maybe I should triple major in business, speech, and psychology. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't want to kill myself my senior year to do that. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. So I didn't do the psychology part. And it was probably through those speech communication classes I really started to get excited about human resources and public relations, which are very different. Okay. Um, I love the written word as well. I've always liked to read. I like to write. Um, So I was taking classes my senior year, both in HR and PR, and I was applying to both, honestly, when I was trying to then get out of school. Um, But I think I lean towards HR because I do like helping people come to an understanding, um, helping them sort out a disagreement and, you know, misunderstanding, whatever it is. And, and I, I don't think at the time I really thought of that as like, I want to go in and do an employee relations. I, maybe it, 
if we look at psychology a little bit, maybe it's that third child thing too. Like you're supposed to be like the peacemaker. My sisters probably would disagree with that. <laughs> probably say I was the troublemaker, but you try, I think, to help people see the other side, you know, see the other perspective. I think when you're the third one, you can kind of be, and, I, and I'm not saying I felt left out, but things can be about a lot of other people and not about you. So you're looking at it objectively because you're not involved in whatever disagreement it might be. And I think I just always found myself wanting to try to be that person just on, on my own. Mm-hmm. Just try to be that person and be like, oh, I think this is what Doug's trying to say. And oh, this is what Justin's trying to say and help people understand because I'm hearing what they're saying and where they're missing each other. Right, right. Um, so I, I think that's why I, I was... I gravitated to HR and then, you know, but I still didn't know if I'd like it. I mean, I got a job in HR right out of college and, you know, that reaffirmed as I continued to go through that and grow and take on more responsibilities that that was the right thing for me to do. So, but I don't think I thought I was a employee relations expert until, and and by expert, I use that word lightly because, you know, I'm not someone that has uh, sorted out, um, you know, the most complicated matters. I've, I've sorted out complicated things, but, you know, I've only 13 years into this. So, um, but I wouldn't say I, I thought I was strong at that until the last couple of years. Um, my last job prior to this one, I got a lot more experience in it mm. and, and I feel pretty comfortable in it. Um, hence, I actually do a lot of that at my current job that they've asked me to take on while another person's been on, on some leave um, because of that experience. So, it's a uh, it's it's a good it's a good trait to have or a good skill to have, but it's also not something I don't want to spend all my time on. It can be it can bring you down as as Doug tried to introduce. I think um, you kind of take on some of that baggage sometimes of those situations wear on for a really long time. They start to wear on you personally. I can't. I have yeah. to imagine that's in- inevitable. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I had, when I was studying psychology, I even kind of toyed around the idea that I would like to be a psychologist maybe. And I don't think I could actually do that um, because I think I would take those issues that people are trying to work out and talk to you about. I think I'd take them home with me. So sometimes that happens in employee relations, but usually they come to to a solution at some point. I've had some that drag on for a really long time and weigh you down, but most time there's some evolution, there's some solution that's happening. Um, eventually, so that is the correct answer. <laughs> nice, yeah. So, Jill, I I would have to disagree with you on one point that you are an expert in what you do. <laughs> you would you would say that thing. I you do. Doug. You are a subject matter expert. You've uh, you have a ton of knowledge, and you and I have very interesting conversations uh, about a lot of this stuff most of the time. But all of your experience has been in in, in corporate America, mm-hmm. and uh, on a couple of occasions, we've chatted about some unique industries out there and and how, from an HR perspective, you think that stuff like that would work. For example, uh, the National Football League. Yeah. Um, and how the conduct currently, mm-hmm. and that uh, I would say, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, stellar conduct from folks <laughs> in that league and, and, and things like that. And, and really what I, I kind of wanted to do was just have a fun sort of uh, discussion, uh, probably uplifting discussion about... Um, <laughs> You know, something like the NFL and, you know, say maybe the domestic abuse abuse stuff that comes up. Like from an HR perspective, first of all, what do you think it would be like being an HR person in an organization like the NFL? Well, I think it would be 
interesting. I I'm kind of fascinated with this idea of how do they how do they look at the issues that we see in the me- you know that are brought forward in the media with with NFL players as an HR person. I find it like I don't know how they handle that in that in in that in that industry. Um, like the domestic violence thing. So let's use that as an example. We have those players that have come out and had issues um, brought forward, you know, finding out about arrests and whatnot. As a corporate HR person, I'm going, how does that have anything to do with work? It really doesn't. I, right, if yeah. there is someone in my firm who has been arrested for that, I wouldn't know that unless it came up in their background check when they first were hired. If it happened they've been there 10 years. I don't know anything about that. Sure. Yeah. So I do think in the NFL, there is an element of they have to be an example um, because they are so, so much in the the media and the, um, you know, pop culture. I do think they have a responsibility to be a good example, but I feel conflicted as an HR person going like, so where is my jurisdiction and Right. You know, um, can I tell them something about their personal lives? Right. You know, you've got to knock this off. Right. It's my life. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that for me, it's just hard to take that corporate HR hat off. Um, but if I actually did work for a a team, I'd very much think that you would have you have to have you have to have the reach to say, hey, this can't happen. And here's what we're going to do to resolve this issue. So right. if it's putting them in counseling or, or whatever it would be. But you also probably don't have, like, I, when, when I have an employee that's misbehaving, there's there's uh, performance improvement plans. You're not going to put a star running back on a performance improvement plan because of domestic violence. You're not. Right. like. Dude, at the end of the- how hilarious would that be from like a fantasy football league? It's like, oh, oh shit. He's on a pip. Oh, Adrian Peterson's on a pip right now. I don't know how that's going to yeah. affect him in the coming weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Those guys reporting on ESPN. You're just uh, looking at it on your on your phone. Oh, no. What happens? He on the IR? No, right. he's on a pip. He's yeah. like, oh, God, he's on a pip. And if he does <laughs> no. this uh, X amount of times, man, he's yeah. going to be sitting out for a couple of games. Yeah. I mean, I think well, but Why is that so silly to consider that? I know. That's, that's what I think is fascinating about it because yeah. I'd want to – handle that role like I handle any other job I've ever had with while respecting that the environment is completely different but it would be hard to sit there and say well I can't do anything about this domestic violence issue that this person's clearly having at home and I just have to like bite my tongue about it because you know they scored three touchdowns last last week and are the star running back of the league like I just it would be hard to just sit there and go as an HR person, I'm not allowed to intervene here. Um, I think, um, too, the other thing that's really fascinating is, like, injuries. You know, if you get injured at work, uh, <laughs> you have, you know, workers' compensation. That's and actually really good point. They're injured all the time yeah. and, you know, can't <clears throat> work. I have no idea. Do they put them on leave? Are they on a job-protected leave? I think a lot of these things are in their contracts, Yeah, too. I would have to imagine they get squared. Those get, yeah. So, you know, sometimes I'm wondering, like, what what things are, is the HR department behind this firm or behind this team doing? I know they exist. I was going to say, <laughs> do we, are we sure there is HR for the NFL? Well, I would think well, at, least at least at the corporate the level. Sure, know. for the front office. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, I'm sure that the, the NFL probably has their own department. And then the, the teams do. I'm actually aware of the... Um, I took a class years ago. I, I had a professional certification that 
it's it's a it's recognized globally but in california they have their own certification designation for it in their own test because california laws are so much different than like everywhere else and so i sat for the class even though i'd already had the certification just to get the california knowledge we had an office in san francisco and i wanted to have that that knowledge and the person who taught the class had previously been an HR director for the 49ers. Interesting. And when she told us that, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. And I wasn't even into the NFL at the time. Yeah. I, got, I got my NFL bug just only a few years ago. And I wish I could go back and just ask her about a thousand questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about <clears throat> about different things. Um, sadly, the only thing I remember her telling me about or telling the class about, this is going on close to 10 years ago, is about a player that they had that passed away. And he passed away when they were traveling for a game. I want to say they traveled to Denver for a game. And um, I don't think it was during the game. I think it was, you know, leading up before um, something happened. And, you know, it was just a health issue. It had nothing to do with football, actually. But in just, you know, the complicated pieces behind that about not only did they have a employee essentially who passed away but then he wasn't even at home so it was also about getting him and his family back home he was on a work trip essentially he was on a work trip i remember her talking about just those logistics and things but then also how did they take care of the family afterwards by you know keeping them on insurance and paid his salary for the rest of the season things like that or what what we were talking about in the class but that's like the only thing I can remember her sharing about the 49ers. I wish I could go back to her and just ask her so many questions. Well, it was interesting because there was that story not that long ago, too, about the guy that was getting bullied down on the Dolphins. Yeah. And it's interesting because that, that's a pretty, as far as I'm concerned, like apples to apples comparison of like corporate. Yeah, that's a good one. Versus like mm-hmm. NFL. And uh, I was really curious. Well, it's obviously a different mentality and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the fact the guy's like, look, man, I'm getting bullied and this is kind of crazy. I imagine that's where HR would probably step in as well to try and navigate you would do that a, stuff. You would do a, a full-on <clears throat> investigation is yeah. what you would do. Yeah. You would first get the, you know, what whatever the person is saying is happening, get the story from that person, full detail, start to finish. And whoever, you know, they maybe are talking about is involved, then you're talking to all of those people and getting their take on what's, what's transpired. You want to talk to everybody they name and anyone else that witnessed it. And um, is that how a good investigation goes? That's interesting. <laughs> so you don't just talk to like nine people and no. call it quits. We're going to get to that. So All right, cool. Put a pin in that one. We'll, yeah. we'll get back to that. That is n- normally what you would do. Yes. I'm glad you picked up on that, Justin, because <laughs> we are headed in that direction. And fucking <laughs> that's uh, that's what I do in my my <clears throat> job. Um, <laughs> and often it takes longer than a week, uh, even in just you know podunk corporate America. <laughs> Podunk corporate America. As if it's a location. Well, you know, it's not the Supreme Court is what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. I just imagine that, man, where the hell are you? You are in podunk corporate America. Yeah. Welcome, fella. You're in corporate America. Welcome to the HR store at Corporate America Main Street. We got manila envelopes. We got manila folders. We've got FMLA. 
We've got short-term disability. We've got uh, dismemberment. We've got... <laughs> it's called accidental death and dismemberment. I knew there was A, another B, part of that. Look, yeah. I'm learning. I'm in, I'm a trainee here in corporate America. And in HR, you can call short-term disability STD. We don't we don't get the wrong impression when you hear that. I think that's some horse shit. Mm. Speaking of... Uh, it's our lingo. We were, STD. We're building out a new customer service uh, training at my job, and... Um, we're talking about uh, disc. Trust Wondering me. where STD like is connected me. to this. Don't worry. Trust I me. Thought, I thought horseshit is what prompted the the story. I'm ve- so we're both very interested. In right, guys, trust me. Going? There's gonna be there's gonna be a connection here. Okay. You're gonna get it. All right. So uh, part of what we're working in is disc behavioral uh, high level view of it. And on one of the slides, we're talking about different ways you can influence the the dominant uh, behavioral side or the dominance. And someone shortened the slide to say uh, how, influencing the D. And, so, and someone we were piling this to goes, look, I don't want to sound like a child, <laughs> but you might want to change that. Yeah. It says influencing the D, and it's like, I, I think we got to call funny. it something else. Right. That's See? funny. See, it was a, it was a through line <laughs> there. Really I was good. like, trust me. Two times now you guys haven't trusted me to finish my sentence. So I may, f- I may fail. All right. You redeemed failed, yourself a little bit. It wasn't I, your third strike. So. I failed plenty of times when I've been doing that, but yeah. there was a through line there to that. I, I feel like whoever shortened that, though, like, there, I understand the, the yeah, necessity for certain things yeah. to be shortened or certain, um, and, or what are the, um, not Abbreviations. Abbreviation, acronyms. Acronyms. acronyms or, yeah. But just, like, the D... It seems really we can't just say the dominant like yeah. come on. I know. Well that's <laughs> the thing is whoever did D. that, I want him out. Well I'm going to Let's I'm, talk to HR. How do we make that happen? I'm gonna be <laughs> adjusting that slide. So yeah. Because yeah. there's also I mean, it's not as bad, but it's like, you know, influencing the C. I'm like Ooh. I mean, you know, it doesn't say the C word or anything like that, but but there's just a thing because slip it in. Slip it t- in there. <laughs> just we'll just do Look, it. Look, HR's here right now, Justin. You can't say about things the like D that. D or the C now. D into the C. D into the C. Okay. Gotcha. Got it. Um, I'm off duty. <laughs> off duty HR <laughs> cop. Yeah. Um, but there's uh y- you know, the guy I'm gonna try and fix that, but that happens a lot with people that are familiar with disc. I'm like, oh dude, you're such a D. <laughs> I'm like, she's a C, so you got to watch out for this. And I'm like, God, it sounds like if someone doesn't know, I'm like, are you calling her a cunt? I'm like, no, she's a C. What? No, <laughs> Doug is all about the disc stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. He, I'm all about yeah. the D. He's all about, <laughs> the all about the D. I thought you were an S. I am an S. I'm an SI. I'm a D. I don't know what I am. Right? I think you're an ID. An ID. You're, I'm you're, an ID. You're, you're an ID because <laughs> you're definitely not a C because right. conscientious folks are super detail oriented. And very, uh, how dare what are you, you saying how about me? Dare how, you? how dare you feign that? <laughs> how dare you? Detail, or you don't think I'm detail oriented? <laughs> because I think what's easier to do now when you try to peg people for this stuff, yeah, I said peg them. Um, I want it's really important <laughs> when, you try to peg him, when you try to peg them in the C with the D. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> are you a C or a D? Because I'm gonna peg you. Um, and it's to find out what they are not first. Okay. Because there's things that are diametrically opposed. So okay. you are very much, you know, you put put you in front of a room, you're a performer, you're energetic, you, you're like all that sort of stuff. So that's those are some eye tendencies. Okay. But you're also not afraid to walk up and be like, hey, fucker, <laughs> you got my order wrong, you know. Which doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're yeah. a dick. Respect. It just means, it means, Respect. It means you're straightforward. You, sure, do, sure, you, sure. you don't like it, you know. 
you don't mind sugarcoating, but you also prefer if people come to you straight Very much, and give yeah. you the stuff. And you're the same way, like, look, here's the situation. Right. So those are the D tendencies with that. The polar opposite of I is C, which is like super <laughs> sort of like, I'm going to give you something. You're going to be like, I need the facts, just the facts, and I want to sit on these facts. Oh, interesting. You're extremely thorough, like yeah. very like da, 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 analytical. My favorite e- example of this is when I took a disc class, we had everyone sort of spread out into their different things, and there was only one guy that was a C. And it was so funny to watch them because they're like, cool, here's your, here's your sort of sticky board. I want you to start writing some stuff up there and yada, yada, yada. Everyone else except for him, was up on the board writing stuff out. He literally took out a notepad, was writing down all his thoughts first, and then went up and put hilarious. it up there. So it was so funny because none of us noticed that, but the, the woman who was running yeah. this was oh, like, yeah. that is hilarious. And then later on, I did an activity with him after I knew this where people were writing characteristics for a job analysis. Everyone ran up to the front of the room and was putting their stuff up there, and John would sit there and look. And he'd always be the last one up to go, this one and this one. And I was like, it's like a beautiful mind. He's yeah. seeing it he's, before him. He's considering all of his options before he does it. So I'm like, those That's are sort of the tendencies. So funny. And see, D's are diametrically opposed to S's, which is kind of where I am. So like, I I am also an SI. So I have I'm the same way. You put me in a room. I'm very energetic and stuff, but I'm very much averse to confrontation and conflict. Sure. <clears throat> I'm super supportive. I'm considering about what other people. What's going on with them and all that stuff? Harmony to harmony is huge, Mm -hmm. good and bad thing about me. So, like, all understanding all that stuff is super important. And I, God, I can't wait to teach this stuff. I'm so excited. Harmony, I I can, I couldn't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Doug's all about the harmony when it does not involve a eight year old child trying to fuck that kid. You know what he said? You know what he said on our way up here to set this up? He goes, "I was waiting for you to say that that kid showed up at the uh, the pumpkin patch you went to today." I was like, "I would have." Hunted him. I would have. I would have been like, "Hey, follow me into the corn maze." I was gonna say, it's not too muddy for the corn maze anymore. Let's. Uh, let's and then I'd be like, walk, "Hey, dude. what's that over there?" And just take off, right? And just leave him there. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Or that's what I, I'm in there. I'm like, "Did you see something just run across the cornfield?" Yeah. It's him just going. <laughs> Fist bump. Right. <laughs> Is he here? He's following me. See, that's what you had to do. Take him into the corn maze, and then just like, look, I know we got off on the wrong foot. I'm sorry. You know, when we get out of here, let's do this. Let's use this as a team building exercise. Yeah, Doug. When we get out of it, when we get out of here, I'll fist bump you. And then, and then as you're going through, you've built up this relationship. You go, did you hear that? (laughs) Oh, that's weird. And then you go a little bit. No, did you hear? There's, do you hear that clicking sound? Hold on. I'll be right back. Let me go check this out. And then you just walk off into the corn, scream, and then never come back. (laughs) And then, all of a sudden, and then just watch the kids stand there in paralyzed fear. Yep. Or before I go out there, I'm like, did you hear that? And here, relations. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I smell youth. <laughs> How'd that make you feel, Jill? Oh, dirty all over. <laughs> Speaking of dirty all over. It's the name of our uh, sophomore album. <laughs> uh, I forgot what our initial album was, but... <laughs> We just said it, and I already forgot it. But uh, so, speaking of dirty all over, um, another example of some HR, you know, related shenanigans in, in an unusual industry, the movie industry. Yeah. So recently, there was a controversy around the movie uh, Predator. Uh, the new I haven't sh- heard about this. You haven't heard about this? No. Oh, so that's interesting. Shane Black, who was the director of that film, yes. um, had a guy, uh, a, a friend of his, uh, on the set. He played a very small role, and he's been in some other movies with Shane Black. Played some minor roles. And uh, it came uh, to light that this guy had um, a history. He had like a, a sexual 
um, misconduct charge against him, a relatively serious one. Okay. And uh, Shane Black knew him personally, and apparently this guy approached him and was like, look, man, I'm just trying to get you know some jobs acting. He goes, just so you know, I do have some stuff in my past. It's no big deal, yada, yada, yada. Shane Black's like, cool, no problem. And he, this guy's been able to sort of act in smaller roles. Well, Olivia Munn found out about this. She brought it to light. And it was be- she in the movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it became a really big deal that this guy, as soon as they looked deeper into his, his past, they realized that this dude had some pretty serious you know, you know, things on his record. Yeah. And it, all of a sudden there was this stink all over this where it's like, Shane Black, you've been letting this dude wander the sets with this sort of background for the longest time. And the major point of what I kind of bring to Jill is the movie studio's response was like, we don't have access to thorough background checks. So if we did, then, you know, we probably would have caught this. And I was like, Ooh, what? I say it's a whole pile of BS there. You know, <laughs> we don't have access to thorough background. Like, how what we that means this? is we don't bother to do background checks. <laughs> right. Thank you yeah. for translating. Yeah, that's what that means. Our computers are all off. <laughs> hey, we can't go anywhere. We can't get on any websites. Look, we're, we don't have the app. Okay, we don't have the background. That check hourglass app. thing just keeps spinning right. and, spinning and spinning. I've already got <laughs> it. Said I had too many tabs open. I can't open another one. It says Internet Explorer doesn't work. Yeah. You're using Internet Explorer. It does, it, you your piece computer of shit. doesn't support that version anymore. <laughs> Need to upgrade. Netscape won't open. <laughs> Oracle. When Doug first brought this up that he might want to talk about this, I was like, it doesn't surprise me at all that they don't do background checks. And he was like, what, really? I'm like, yeah, really. That doesn't surprise me at really? all. No, because um, I'm going to be stereotypical for a moment. Um, in the creative world, those are just things that don't dawn on those people people generally speaking they're thinking about the movie they're thinking about all the great ideas and all the great people to pull together to do all that they're not thinking about the background check that's why they need some dweeb like me that's like um wait a minute we didn't do background checks right you know like that is true like people don't go they go through an audition but you don't go through an interview vetting process similar to any other job that you go like but they do that in the nfl do what they do back back, i mean yeah i mean they're extremely thorough with that they ask weird questions like the combine about people's you know sexual preferences what do they eat for breakfast in the morning like they get all like psychology like look at my hand how many fingers do i have they're like five great how many of these do you think i could fit in your asshole And be honest. Uh, they probably do those, uh, what are those called? Those Rorschach Pre or post Yeah, it's actually shocking to me the kind of thorough uh, just conversations, questions that they ask in the NFL Combine. But and then it, actually, I'm sorry to, to derail this. So how, from an HR perspective, are those okay questions to no. ask? Yeah. No. Like when you said that, like what's your sexual preference? I'm like, What? I don't know if they've actually asked it that way, but I do remember do you like probably. To boink? <laughs> <Is> it... <laughs> Have you ever boinked a dude? <laughs> um, I do remember in the last probably year or two, uh, rookies saying that they had been asked questions about huh. you know who they date or whatever who they go out with. There's been a lot of conversation, um, kind of on and off about being gay in the NFL, like especially like with the, the bullying that happened with the Dolphins. You know, they they talked about, you know, would someone who's gay be welcome in the locker room because it's such a, you know, macho sport. And and, um, so I do remember that had gotten some ground in the media probably two years ago now. And and it was influencing some um, some of the questions that were being asked the combine. It was that guy. Sammy Watson. 
was that his name? I think so. No. <laughs> oh, I think the one his last name. Him. His last name was Sam. Oh. I can't remember his first name, but Watson I think he, Sammy. No. <laughs> Nailed it. Michael Sam, I want to say it was his name. I, I think he ended up playing for the the St. Louis Rams. I want to say. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Doug, are you going to look it up? Yeah. In my expert right. football I think opinion. I'm right. Yeah, in your expert football opinion. And and so that's I think why it was being talked about a lot on ESPN, yeah. uh, you know, about, you know, would this be Michael Sam. Oh. Yeah. Shit. You're welcome. I'm sorry, Michael Allen Sam Jr. <laughs> Ah, there's a senior. That's still right. Um, he didn't play long. I think he played no. a. I don't know if he actually made the team. He may have made it for a little while, but um, he was welcomed into the locker room. I don't yeah. think there were any issues. But um, going back to your question, Doug, no, those would not be appropriate interview questions to ask because they're not relevant to the job. Yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> she says, <laughs> "Drop the mic." But that's what's so weird about the NFL. Looking at it from an HR perspective, is like. It doesn't follow any of those rules. Right. And I, I guess, is it just accepted that they play by their own set of standards? It must be. Otherwise, I would think there'd be a lot more lawsuits. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? Again, I don't know if that... Yeah. I'm sure they cover a lot of it in, in contracts and everything that they yeah. sign. But it's just amazing to me that so many people have just agreed that this is the way we're going to do it. And it, it bucks most of the systems that you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, it just feels... It's so weird. I think it's because mm-hmm. of just how popular the NFL is, how much money it makes, and how the the people that play are are made such a big part of our culture. We see them in you know commercials, ads all the time, you know, uh, music videos, like whatever. Movies? Like I mean, they're such LeBron's got his acting job. Yeah, like they look up at these people as. Um, as role models and so and and because of the money they have behind it in the organizations i think they can justify asking all these questions hmm. um and that's what makes me kind of look at like that's so weird because that would just never happen outside of a an organization like that right um so just kind of fascinates me i'm an hr nerd so and how do you think they get away with stuff like that being able to ask those kinds of questions because i think they could probably prove their case that that person's reputation matters to the reputation of the business. That's why when you have, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world get fired or, um, you know, what's his name um, from House of Cards? Spacey. Kevin Spacey. They, if they have a contract, they can break it because they have now brought some kind of terrible reputation to this franchise and these other people that are involved and you've put their jobs in danger because you've done something that they don't all you know stand for so in the nfl kind of works the opposite way is that um they can ask you those questions because they have a a vested interest in making sure that you are a a good enough role model to to put on the jersey you know for their organization I, i still think it's slippery slope but it's definitely a slippery slope, yeah. yeah. But also, I mean, you're you're a contract employee, like you're not, you know, I, like I, NFL, you, you got a contract, movie, uh, yeah, sets, you've got a contract. So it's never, mm-hmm. it's it's a different, I guess, employment structure as well. Yeah, that's true. And I I think probably a lot of people who might listen to this would also say, you know, but those people are making millions of dollars, so why do we care? <laughs> you know, like if they lose their job or they do some, you know, they're asked. Oh, poor baby, you got to be asked all these questions are super personal and you're going to go make millions of dollars. I feel so bad for you. You know, so I think it's yeah, probably that's also. Part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. 
that's part of the problem. It is part of the problem. Well, that was actually, we kind of briefly mentioned this off, off mic, but in Joe Rogan's newest stand-up special, Strange Times, he kind of does that where he mentions a bit that, you know, he's like, I'm sexist towards men because he's take, you know, he take the Harvey Weinstein incident. It's horrible what he's doing to women. You know, he's like, you gotta, you gotta fuck that sleazy, gross dude to get a role. It's terrible. He goes, but if you flip that, say Harvey Weinstein's an, a rich old lady and a dude needs to go have sex with her to become Batman, he's going to be like, cool. So you're going to be Batman. Like, <laughs> you know, they're going to walk around crying like, oh, my God, I had to I had to have sex with this old lady. He goes, oh, you're going to be okay? You're going to be okay yeah, being Batman? Pointing out that, like, nobody cares that that happens to a man. Yeah. yeah. But you can see why. Yeah. See, you're sitting there going like, huh. I, I'm just trying to process huh. the the point yeah. he's making. But exactly, yeah. that yeah. was my take on the on the stand up. I was like, so are you saying that saying this is okay, or are you just making fun of the fact that our society says that's okay? But I don't think our society really says that anymore, or is trying not to say that anymore. It's, it's not okay. Going to that. Point. <laughs> yeah, I think it's yeah. getting there. Well, I, I think, think it's society. the idea that you know, uh, you know, if a guy had to. Uh, you know, go down on a woman to get a movie role, people would be like, high five, dude. But if a woman had to give a guy a blowjob to more get a role... The, more of the bro culture kind of thing. Of yeah. Like a, yeah. Well, and you like, probably wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't know about it because yeah. they, you know, often it doesn't, it's not reported. Mm-hmm. So that's also one key difference. Yeah. But yeah, and it would be, it would be shame brought to the, the woman in that situation. But if it's the other way around where the guy has to do something for the woman in power, yeah, it's high fives. Yeah, it's, it's like, dude, oh, you just had to have sex with the lady to get. Oh, you poor and baby. And you got a role. And yeah. you got a role. Dude. Yeah, they're basically like, oh, that must be so hard. Oh, my to God. Be it's so hard. You have to have sex to get a job. Oh, my God. You poor baby. You know? Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Uh, and of course, Joe Rogan tells it in a much funnier sort yeah. of way. But the the whole stint there is being that, like, yeah, if if a guy had to go through something like that, it's like, oh, oh no, you poor baby, you know. So it was right. just an interesting sort of peek at that sort of. Yeah, I still yeah. don't know how I feel about his stand up because I, I could see what he was, the point he's making is like it's weird that that's when you reverse it that society is doesn't care. Or isn't wor- is worried about it, and I would agree with that. But at the same time, I'm like, so what's your point? Right. <laughs> you right. Know? Well, yeah. Because then he just made fun of it. He didn't say he didn't like take it another level. I thought right. he would take it another level. Well, I find that funny. Oftentimes, to take situations and reverse the roles and see how horrific the other side of that is. For example, <laughs> oh, he's got one locked and loaded. I love it. Uh, there's someone um, I have worked with in the past who. Was a little too um, handsy. I don't know if handsy's the word. <laughs> Just guessing. Inappropriate at work. Uh, she's a female, and um, in one particular situation, um, she likes to give hugs. Okay. Sometimes they're a little too long hugs, and they, I'm and I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. I'm like whatever. So. She wants a hug, so I give her a hug, and it just goes. She's like, mm, 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 and she's like grabbing onto me and like and going goes, back and forth. You smell good. Don't worry, it'll get better. Um, <laughs> I smell you. Um, she she does that, and it's it goes on about two seconds too long. Yeah. It's like I release, but she's still holding, and then I feel bad that I let go too early. Right. I'm like, oh, I have to go to back like to it. Maximum three misses. And she's like hard, and just you know, like I said, she's squeezing it, just doing the. Ooh, ooh, ooh. She oh, like shakes her shoulders just, back and forth. Yeah, she's like, mm, I need to, I need to get everything out just, of this. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah, that's and, like what your grandma does to you. That's right. not what a coworker does to you. Similarly, what Tell she says, that. I do that to Natalie. I like, I just can't hug you enough. You don't right. do that to a coworker. And it's so funny because <laughs> what 
what she said next is probably what your grandma says to you too, which is, wow, my boy knows how to do this. I need a cigarette. Oh, oh, no. So let that sink in. Justin's closing his eyes and let that marinate, you know. Say it again with my eyes closed. (laughs) What? My boy. My boy knows how to do it. I need a cigarette. That's now, nope. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm honest with you. My first instinct was like, you're goddamn right. I give good hugs. So good that they equate them to sex. I'm like, part of me was like, I've been working on my fucking hugs all my life. You're welcome. But then I was like, (laughs) but then I was like, gross. This this is what we play for. This is what we play for. (laughs) I come in hard. Um, But then I was like, okay. So this person just equated to what I did as sex so good that she needed a cigarette. And I was like, I equated it to that you made her orgasm. Also proud of that as well, if that's the case. <laughs> right. Um, but he says in reply to his wife. Yes. Honey, <laughs> hey. I gave a woman a hug today and she came. Yeah. Good Look. stuff. Good stuff today. Well, going to bed. Good night. So you get, you, good high, night. high fives or what, girl? Am I right? <laughs> um, you want a hug, honey? <laughs> Like no, not, not now. after you've been wait, with wait. that girl. Nope. <laughs> been with her. That's hilarious. Been with her by hugging her. Um, so I was like, that was really awful. And then I turned to my coworkers. I told them that story. They had the same reactions as you got. You guys yep. did. Use guys. Use guys. Use guys. guys did. They said the same things out of their mouths. <laughs> and then I said, okay, let's play a game. Let's reverse the roles. Nope. 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 What if I? Oh yeah. Went up to someone and was like, give me a hug, and I went. <laughs> as I hugged the shit out of them too long and then when they were done I was like mm, my girl um, knows how to hug let me just I need a cigarette Doug please never do that for the record I won't <laughs> right because I don't want to give everyone an orgasm when I hug them they may not be ready for that they may need to pee and that's just not okay that's how you go home with your stuff in a box at yeah. the end of the day so that is interesting. I yeah, find those types of inter- situations However, interesting. I will say I was horrified. Doug told me this story. I think when it happened, I was like freaking out from an HR perspective. Yeah. I don't care if that was a guy or a girl. Agreed. The thing is, you didn't feel you for whatever reason. I don't know. You didn't tell HR about it. I didn't. No, it was just one of those things where hashtag why I didn't report. Doug, tell us your truth. Uh, <laughs> I feel like nothing would happen. Um, uh, if, if if a man came in my office and told me that story, I would be all over it. Part of it in, right now. Part of it. In I would the, be calling that girl in my office to get her side of the story. Well, here's the thing. Part of it is, and this is not a good reason, is that this is how she is. Right it, to everybody. Is a, yeah, it. Which is not it okay. It makes sense, but it's not a reason. Well, uh, I agree. It that's the well, and that that is that to, is what we are. Th- that is every story we're seeing. Well, that's right. That's just how this person yeah, was. That's and, how yeah. Harvey Weinstein was for right. all these years. Absolutely. And people yeah. felt like they couldn't say anything because <clears throat> it's not like it was the only person that happened to them. You know, they felt like they were going through something every, a lot of other people went through. Because then, you know, you also consider the other side of that, which, you know, may help us bleed into our next uh, topic is if I did report it, I'm like, would I have to show myself to this person to let them know that I reported them? You know what I mean? Is that going to create an awkward work environment for everybody? Not if they're fired. <laughs> I will tell you that something like that, could, I would. A, a one and only offense could could be termination. Mm-hmm. That situation, it's a hug, it's, 
you know, uh, you both went into the hug, I'd probably spend some time trying to understand, did you even want to hug her? Mm -hmm. Because if you didn't didn't. even want to hug her, um, that would play into my feeling about how you handle that with her. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I know from talking to Doug about this individual that there's other stories like this. If it was, if it wasn't just this one story, the second story, that would be it for me. She'd be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you guys hired me. I could take care of that pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. So wh- if you had someone, if Doug had, <laughs> had walked into your office with someone to corroborate the the behavior, mm-hmm. where they're like, I've I've experienced it too. Would that be two strikes? Yeah. Or that be still yeah. a one well, yeah, story. Yeah, if it started into, if it turned into, oh, and this person <clears throat> has a story and this person has a yeah. story. Yeah, that would be it. Interesting. That particular example, I wouldn't, you know, sometimes you need, um, you need a witness. It, it, primarily when the two people involved have different stories. Sure. I have a feeling that she would have told me the same story that you told me. That you guys hugged and she said that. Like if I went and sat her down and asked her that, I, I think she'd tell you. Or yeah, she would I tell did. me. And, I, I, and it was she just w- a funny thing. Exactly. To say. Yeah. I have a feeling she doesn't think there's anything wrong with what right. she did. And so I probably wouldn't even need a witness in Doug's example because yeah. I, I really think she'd tell me the same story. And, I, and then I'd have to be like, so you know why this is inappropriate, right? right. I have a feeling <laughs> that if you sat her down and asked her, you know, what happened, she'd be like, well, of course, I always have a cigarette after I orgasm, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, like, cool, thank you for your time. Um, I've been doing this since the 80s. I'd be like, don't touch other people, <laughs> even like, with a hug. Right. Stop touching people at work. Yeah. Hug it off. <laughs> there, there, if you would indulge me one other story uh, with with this this person, um, a coworker of mine uh, was was on the floor, and, and this, this woman was coming around, and my coworker, just not a fan of her in the same way I'm not, just like, ugh, I don't want to. Don't want to see her or anything. So she was like talking to someone and this woman comes around. We'll call this woman, uh, I don't know, Hank for some reason. That's the first word that pops in my head. And we'll call my coworker uh, love, Laura. There we go. Laura. <laughs> I had like such weird like multiple What was the syllable. name you always used in improv? Leviticus. <laughs> was it Steve? No, it was. Uh, it's a J name for a female. Oh, shit. I can't remember. What it, it was, I don't know. I, I Somebody always, used to make fun of you for doing I'd that. I'd always call someone the same name all the yeah. time. Really? He'd yeah. always use the same no, name. It was like Janie or something I can't remember like that. what it was. Damn it. Um, yeah. But anyway, so Hank is coming around. <laughs> and, and Hank and Laura. Laura is like, oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. So she's trying to like, you know, in, in Hank is coming around going, I love you. I love you. She says, I love you to That's everybody, weird. which also really uncomfortable. Cause so you don't want to story. Hank is a female. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Hank, we'll call Harrietta. How about that? No, Hank's fine. Okay. Hank. Just, All right. One of those my girl, rules. Hank. Yeah. It's my girl, Hank. And so Hank is, um, comes over to Laura and you know, she just kind of does a little hip bump to her. Just yeah. boom. And she's like, great. Like, and didn't really acknowledge, like, Laura didn't really acknowledge Hank. Like so. I said, no touching. And so because <laughs> Laura didn't really, after this. <laughs> Laura didn't really acknowledge Hank, Hank was like, cool, we're going to take this to the next level. Oh, Hank goes behind Laura. Oh, no, 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 no. Wraps their arms <clears throat> underneath their middle. Just this under, happened? Just under the breasts area. Oh. And <laughs> Hank digs her face into the back, into the middle of her back, and just gives her a sweet hug and goes, almost like a, a backwards motorboat, if you will, and goes, oh, I love you. And she just like, Laura I'm just froze, like hands up, like what the fuck is happening right now? And then like walked away and I go, question. <laughs> 
I just imagine there's this beat of silence and Doug just goes, question. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. that was inappropriate. Well, yeah. the question, what if that was me instead of Hank? Imagine you switch the genders and I do that and my coworker goes, well, they'd be dragging me out of the office because I would have punched you and I would be taking you with me because we would finish this fight in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm conflicted because both both versions horrify me. Um, I think if if that I think the reaction of people around you would be stronger if of course. it was a guy that did that to a woman. And in this case, since it was a woman who did that to another woman, mm-hmm. um, people are just sort of like, that was weird right. and inappropriate. And you're sitting there going, what do we do? I just kind of want to forget that that happened. Yeah. My reaction to it is the same either way, because that's just, I, I've never, I've never worked anywhere where people did stuff like that. And you've got a, you've got a several stories about this person. I tell you what, I would, she'd be gone my first two weeks on the job. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, I, I mean, cause Hank, it wouldn't come even, in my office. I've heard stories. <laughs> there's some inv- investigations that can be done very quickly. Some, her, you've got some good stories with her. You wouldn't need much time. That could be handled very fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, I worked at the, con- I worked at the <laughs> container store uh, years ago. And there was an older woman, we're talking like probably in her 50s, uh, when I was in my 20s, right? And she, I'm talking late 50s probably too, and she was just like a horny old woman. And, you know, like just one of those where she would read like the romance novels oh, yeah. and she would always, you know, uh, talk about how she's, you know, she'll Looking have to get her, some. Right, she'll have her little toy come come by this week and like, all, always joking and we're like, yeah, that's that's her, like that's what she does. And it got to a point where we became like good work friends. You know, we became close. We would talk a lot about just life stuff, what was going on. And she got comfortable to the point where when she would walk by me, I was managing the stock room at the time, and she'd walk by me and she'd pinch my butt. Or she would like full, like full handcuff. Wow. And the first time it happened, I went, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not quite sure what we're doing here. But no. <laughs> and she just, she kind of was like, oop, and like walked away. And I was like, mm, I don't like this. Wow. And then, and then it continued. And then it just became, that's this thing that she just does. And looking back on it now, like, I did not like it. And I yeah. was like, I kind of wish she'd stop. Right. But I was like, yeah, it's just, it's what she does. She's this older lady. Isn't that and I just mind wish, blowing though? That- I just wish I had said something. I wish yeah. I had gone up and go, hey, either to her and gone, yeah. hey, look. Stop. Right. Like that's, I don't, this isn't cool. We can mm-hmm. talk and we can be friends, but no, please. Yeah. You know, but I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't say shit. Isn't that weird though, that you went from like the first time being like, okay, that, that was unexpected and I'm not, I don't, I don't like that. Right. I don't feel good about that. I feel like that was unwarranted. But- I wasn't showing her cheek. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> saying, hey, hey, right. check this, check this sweet tush out. <laughs> yeah. Want to grab a handful? <laughs> Words right. never left my lips. Right. <laughs> So you went from being like confused, like not not wanting that attention, but then you got to a point where you're like, oh, that's just what she does. Right. Isn't that fascinating I, how that happens? Yeah. Like, and I think that's what a lot of these stories right now that you're hearing come out where people are saying, you know, I make sort of a joke saying hashtag why I didn't report, but it's not a joke. That is a good example of that's what happens. You right. get to a point where you just, 
you didn't say anything right away because you just you weren't sure you wanted to for whatever reason. You sure. just felt like, oh, maybe it's the only time that's going to happen. Or, you know, she's my friend. I want to hurt her feelings. And then right. months she's, later, she's, she's doing it. Or whatever. That, right. Yeah. Now, months later, she's doing it all the time, yeah. know, a couple times a day. And it's just like, oh, that's just what she is. Right. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Or, or even if it doesn't continue, say, you know, maybe you left the container store or she left you still never said anything because why why say anything now absolutely right? yeah but and also gets to a weird point too where after a while it's almost even weirder if you do report because it's been happening for so long yeah and they'll be like why didn't you say anything in the beginning you're like ah because it's weird right I don't, yeah. it was a weird thing where doesn't matter i'm saying something now yeah right yeah. i think that's why a lot of people don't understand why these reports don't come out right away is because that kind of stuff happens you, you you do get in your head about it and you're thinking you know, well, I can't say anything now because sure. they'll ask, well, why didn't you say something before? Right. In the beginning, you're hoping, well, this will go away and it and doesn't now, have to be a big thing. And we're talking, this is a, this is on the same level. This is peer to peer. Right. Yeah. Now imagine it's your superior yeah. or above that person. Yeah. And now you're trying to, you're like, not only is it, well, that's just what they, you go through what, whatever you just, we just talked about, but then you're like, also, who the fuck's going to believe me? Right. Who do I go to? Because this guy's near the top. And so it, it becomes this whole thing of, I just have no recourse. Right. Yeah. You feel like you just have to deal with it. Yeah. It's it's screwed up how how that how that changes so quickly from yeah. a first time of, okay, that's weird. I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen. And then months later, you're still kind of trying to figure out what to do now. Right. Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point, Jill, which is there's some nuance here that's in it's in a vacuum. It's like someone does something you don't like and you don't like it, why don't you say anything? It's like, well, we're, we're kind of negating the fact that, for example, Justin mentioned, they built up a professional relationship with each other. They're talking, whatever. He understands her pretty well or her behavior. She does that while he doesn't like it and doesn't approve of it. It's still like... Well, I know this person, mm-hmm. and I don't think the intentions are are bad, right? But I still don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the idea is like, well, maybe this is a one time thing, and then it happens again, and then it gets to the point where it's like, well, this is harmless, and you're sort of rationalizing, right? Yeah, what's happening that still doesn't make it right, right? So it's easy for people to be like, well, geez, you know, if you know, to kind of shift it into kind of maybe our last topic here of, wow, what do you mean when these boys held you down in a room and covered your mouth so you wouldn't scream and attempted to rape you? How come you didn't say anything right away? Well, boys will be boys. Well, it's like a that situation where it's like, well, um, I don't know. Uh, pretty horrific things are going on. My brother sent me a terrifying article today of a town right by where I grew up in Missouri, a town called Edina, where these kids have been sexually assaulted on the middle school football team for a long time, and the school board has essentially been covering it up. Fucking gross. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, and the reason over there is it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So if someone's kid is doing that, they're like, oh, well, this person is a principal. This person is the sheriff. This person is this. And so they don't report it because they're like, well, I can't upset this person. Or this person's in charge of this and they won't, you know, whatever. So, yeah, that's a very good reason as to why someone won't necessarily report it is because they're like, I can't in this sort of situation. Right. Um, but what I want to shift to... A very light subject of Mr. Mr. Kavanaugh mm-hmm. and his recent uh, allegations of sexual misconduct and potentially attempted rape and his confirmation into the Supreme Court. Uh, you and I had talked multiple times over the past couple of weeks over some of this stuff. And you had mentioned something to me the other day, Jill, about how 
if you had been doing an investigation, an <laughs> HR investigation, and you got additional information, that yeah. would widen your scope, yeah. not narrow it. <laughs> so yeah. we're talking about that a little bit. Yeah, it was that comment, I think, that gave you this idea to have this particular topic for the the whole, you know, the whole conversation we've already had leading up to this. Um, yeah, because whenever things like this happen in the media, that's why the, the NFL examples we talked about, whenever these things sort of happen, I kind of like to think about, well, what would I do if I worked for that organization or I was involved in this process? How would I handle it? Because it's just, I don't know, it's kind of like a fun test to be like, well, what would I do differently? Or do I think they did things the right way? I, you know, whether you think he should be confirmed or not, you like his, you know, viewpoint on things or not, it isn't really important to me. I'm not looking at any of them. I'm just looking at how the investigation portion was handled when they they voted and wanted to wait a week so that the FBI could investigate. Immediately, I was like, a week's not enough time. Yeah. It just isn't because we knew that there was at least, you know, I don't know, they interviewed nine people and I think they said that like 40 or 60 people had reached out to the FBI and, and not been contacted back, That's it would take a lot of time to talk to all those people. Yeah. Um, I don't believe, and you guys can quote me if I'm wrong, I don't believe the FBI talked to Christine Blasey Ford again, and they did not talk to Brett Kavanaugh. That I is think correct. they talked to other people, not those two people. Point number one, that in an investigation and what I do, already not correct. Even though they've already provided their testimony to the... Um, the council, whatever they're called, um, I would talk to them. Um, you know, the example you gave about the the weird hug, I would be talking to the two of you. It starts with the two people who are involved in this allegation, and then it goes to other folks that they've then brought up as witnesses or have had the same thing happen to them. And you continue to expand out until you have no more people to talk to or you need no more evidence. Right. Um, I did do an investigation not that long ago that started out with, you know, maybe I needed to talk to three or four people. I ended up talking to like five or six more people. And I could have kept going. And I stopped because the investigation had gone on for probably a month or more. And it wasn't getting any new information. I was just continually reconfirming what I'd been told about this individual that I was really investigating. And it wasn't that I didn't want to talk to those other people and get their side of the story, but I had enough what I, I already had enough to do what I needed to do next, which was, you know, performance um, uh, implications that we had. So uh, it just baffled me that they would, when I heard that they put a week on, I was like, okay, fine, you can start with a week. But if in that week I come back to you and go, all right, I've talked to these four people. I now need to talk to these six more people. I need more time. Like, that should just happen. Yeah. If I'm looking at this from a, an employer standpoint, that's how that would go. Um, this investigation I was talking about that I did that lasted over a month, I would come back to my boss and after I, I talked to a couple of people and said, okay, here's who I talked to. Here's what I heard. Here's what I think I want to do next, mm-hmm. which involves talking to these people. And then we go... Yeah, that makes sense. Let's keep going. Sure. And that happened two or three times in the course of that in- investigation. I had to keep talking to people. And every so often I would um, kind of be like, all right, I think I only need to talk to this one more person. And then I would talk to them and something else would come up and be like, all right, one more person. <laughs> because I just kept finding things that I needed to take further. Um, I think Abby hears uh, kitty cats maybe. Yep. <laughs> 
I, I just kept finding things that I needed to take further. And you can't just ignore that stuff and, and stop because someone's given you a deadline. You, you've got to, you got to let the investigation take you where it takes you. Yeah, and the thing that's frustrating about all this is obviously there's political pressure to get this done as soon as possible because yeah. you know there's folks that want this done so that they can confirm him and move him on. And there's other people that this is the part where I get a little frustrated because I'm like, I'm hoping that this is genuine on the Democratic side where it's like we definitely need to make sure that this person is vetted. And I hope it's not like, well, we're going to block him just to block him. Maybe right. it's maybe it's both. Who says it can't work in both ways? Sure. Um, but it, it upsets me when people are willing to take shortcuts. Just to get what they want and and not, I mean, what a horrible legacy. Right. What if this guy does something yeah. in the future? Not saying, I mean, maybe in his adult life he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have those tendencies anymore. But what a horrible legacy right. to be like, we shoehorn this guy in even though he's a piece of shit. Right. We won. We won, guys. We got our guy in. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like that's what you're leaving. Yeah. That's what you're leaving decades mm-hmm. of people with. Yeah, we got him in. That was my. That's an issue of mine too. Is is just doing it fast so I, we can get what we want. Um, I just, I I don't want to do things that way. I uh, I had another thing I had to investigate at work that was time sensitive. Um, so I did do it quickly. I reached out to those people. Investigations are not, sh- they take up a lot of time. That's not the only thing I do in my job. So if I have an investigation I'm doing, it really messes up with my workload. It's hard for me to get my other things done because it's very time intensive. Um, but I had this time sensitive one. So I reached out to these people. I talked to them right away. And luckily, I didn't really have to talk to any more people. And I did get it done quickly. Uh, so I, there's a time and a place for something to be done quickly so you can resolve it and it doesn't drag out. Like his nomination didn't need to drag out for, you know, a year or whatever. But there would be nothing wrong. Like I said, let's start with a week, see where we're at and see if we need more time or say, you know, take two weeks, especially when they knew that they had however many people they needed to talk to. And the biggest miss in my mind was that they didn't talk to the two people, three people, if you count Mark Judge, that were supposedly in the room. Like, you start there, right. and then you expand out. And they didn't even talk to those three people. It makes no sense. That, that I would be fired for doing an investigation that way. Sure. That, Absolutely. That, that's a crap job. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just enough to appease certain people to be like, cool, here we go, and here's the report, and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's just enough to yeah, kind of skate just, by. I think the White House just wants to say that, well, we did it. Right. We did what you asked. We had an FBI right. investigation. There's you know, what report. do you want? Yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, that's so all they wanted. It down. To do. We did what you asked. To right. Stop slowing it down. Yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the only thing. That's the only reason why I think that they did it is that first vote, they wanted to make it someone else's problem. So they delayed it a week. So everybody walked away that day with what they wanted. Right. Kavanaugh was still in the run. The Democrats got their investigation and the Republicans got their guys still moving forward. Right. So everybody won that day. And then the FBI has to be, you know, the scapegoat now that they didn't do sure. a thorough investigation. The White House limited it. But the White House is just looking at it to say, well, we did what you guys asked. Right. We did the investigation. We, we put in the bare minimum. We got the requirements in, and that's that. If I came back to my boss and I said, okay, I investigated this, and she, if they asked me, did you talk to Christine Blasey Ford, Brett Kavanaugh, Mark Judge, and I said no, they'd be like, so you're not done. Like, right. go talk to them. Why Why not? Who did you yeah. talk to then? Right. The, the people you talked to weren't even in the room. What good does that do us? Right. Yeah, they'd be looking at me like I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's a there's a place, there's a time and a place for things like to move like slow, and there's a time and a place for things to move fast. Right. 
there's another place where time has no bearing <laughs> and things just exist until death happens. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Joel, do you know what he's talking about? No. It's a throwdown. It's a throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome. Welcome to the throwdown. I almost said deathmatch again, just so you Did know. Did you? Don't know why. That pops in every now and again. I thought we were going to the Twilight Zone or something. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no, no. For the record, I have a suggestion here if you don't. Ooh. Yes. The plot I thickens. smell Doug. Because, <laughs> what was that? I smell Doug. Oh, I actually like that better with my eyes closed. I like that one a lot. Right. So I want to do this one because I, I think you'll have a lot to say on these. So I've got two different universes. Oh, boy. I've got, you know, uh, a, a man from a, a galaxy far, far away. Uh, a, a villain full of redemption, yet also evil, Mr. Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Or should I say, Senor Darth Vader? <laughs> right, and if you're gonna talk and uh, talk about him in his native tongue, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Darth Vader versus uh, a similar universe owned by the same company, um, where t- the, the the top villain of this universe that everyone is trying to stop from collecting a lot of things, Mister. Uh, uh, I can't think of another uh, another like Monsieur. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, Monsieur uh, Thanos. So Thanos versus Darth Vader. That's interesting. I was last week. I was gonna throw Thanos in and do. I can't remember who I was gonna put him up against, but I, the only reason I didn't was because I was like, oh, Doug will just say Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, there's stipulations here. Does Thanos have the gauntlet and the gems, or not? Because if so. Thanos. <laughs> because because here's uh, what I would Thanos say is done. even even though Thanos had like at one point, you know, four of the, the six gems, sure. you, you saw all those superheroes like going really toe to toe with them for the most part. Right, right. I still think they'd be a little, I still think Thanos gives him a huge edge. But, um, but then. Gives who, wait, say that, he gives who a huge edge? So I think Thanos with obviously the, the gauntlet and the, the, the stones gives him a pretty big edge. Oh, very much so. You know? Yeah. But, and keep in mind too, he was going up against six or so, yeah, just individual superheroes. So, yeah. like, we're talking one on one with Vader, exactly. And even then, like, one some ones on like Doctor Strange and and Thanos. I mean, that was a pretty decent battle between the two, even though he did eventually, you know, yeah, thwart him. Even Iron Man, you know, did a pretty decent job against him, even though he had four stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so obviously we've got Vader with his lightsaber and his uh, his powers. <clears throat> He's got mind powers. Got mind so he can he can also control minds. He's he not going to control Thanos' mind. I'm just saying he's, <laughs> he's got things. But did do. we say that Thanos has all the stones or no? I'm going to say no. No. I don't think he has the stones. He has <laughs> none, none, none stones? <laughs> I don't think he has any stones. <laughs> I got it. I just got it. So now does that tip the favor in, mm. in Vader? Let's, let's talk. Let's break this down a little bit. So let's say Thanos doesn't have the stones <laughs> or the gauntlet. Um because Thanos is also pretty, pretty formidable even without that stuff. He's still, if I'm not mistaken, is he still considered a celestial being? I don't think so. No, he's a cosmic being for sure. Oh, co- okay, okay. Because he's just, according to the cinematic <laughs> I love universe, how that you're like, oh yeah, that that checks okay. out. I'm going. I'm just trying okay. to figure out what the difference between the two are. <laughs> well, in Marvel Strike Force, the mobile game that I play, uh, cosmic characters uh, have different attributes as opposed to something like a mutant oh, or a bio okay. character or a skill character or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a different universe now. <laughs> My head hurts. You married this. I know. Um, so, Sands, Gauntlet, <laughs> and Stones. 
Usually um, I look at Doug, I'm like, what's, what does that mean if he's <laughs> he's got this and this? Uh, oh, okay, cool. For the record, real quick, I also want to bring this up. My former boss uh, sent me a text <laughs> today out of nowhere, unprompted, 100% random. She sends me a text that says, quick message, how did Nick Fury lose his eye? <laughs> and I wrote back, we'll find out in Captain Marvel. There and it she, is. And she goes, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it. Doug's my, my walking uh, nerd resource you know i just like if i have a question about how things work in any any of these characters i'm like who's that again what happened to him why is he that way okay cool thanks yeah i can't for for the record it's a grapefruit oh grapefruit he was eating grapefruit for breakfast squirted in the eye he had a violent (laughs) violent allergic reaction didn't realize he was allergic to grapefruit and he lost his eye there you go and that's such a letdown yeah Bum, bum. That's why you got to say what it is That's right away. Got to say what it is right, right. away, otherwise it's a yep. letdown. Right. Yeah, it's all this buildup. Ten years of buildup. Come on, yeah. Marvel. Like, really? A grapefruit? Their That's first as good miss. as you can do? <laughs> Their first miss. Um, so Vader and Thanos, because obviously we've seen Thanos, you know, beat the shit out of the Hulk. Right. So we know he can. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty powerful. Pretty but didn't he have awe stone at that time? He did have the power stone, but he didn't use it. Yeah, and the Hulk was like, okay. F this, I'm out. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he I mean, just... Thanos, yeah, I would say he's got the strength. Mm-hmm. He's got, hands down, he's got the strength over Vader. <clears throat> but I think Vader's got so much in his bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. Like, he can, he's got the force. So, he can push, pull. Yeah. He can choke. choke. He can lift. I mean, he can do so much with that. Yeah. You know, plus his light. His lightsaber, I don't think, would play as much into it as as the actual force itself would. Because well, you got to ask again, which just gets into some real nerdy territory, Can what can his uh, lightsaber cut can it cut his armor you know what i mean thanos's armor yeah, yeah. i would like to th- assume to some degree i mean I'm thus sure. far we've not seen anything that it cannot cut yeah other than another lightsaber yeah so i maybe it may not be like a straight one swipe done it may like have glancing blows until it sure. can ultimately melt it so he sure, may be sure. able to land some blows on him and it'll it'll sort of stop it but ultimately it can destroy his armor i would think i would i would assume so yeah um, we, I don't think we've been, and at least in what we've seen in the, the movies, I don't think we've been led to believe that Thanos' armor is made of anything overtly special. No. Right? right. So much, so, so, much yeah. so that he just takes it off immediately. Right. Because well, I think like, he's... This is my way. Yeah. Get my way. Like, I don't armor. need this shit. I got two Infinity Stones. Later, right. bye. Bring it. Um, so I think... I've got all of them. They're downstairs. You definitely yeah. found... I don't know if we've... So in this throwdown... I think we've... I don't know if we've announced it, but... Uh, this just in, yeah. Um, the game that <laughs> Justin, <laughs> the Justin, Sam, and Chris moves from around the world. Uh, played where they hid the Infinity Stones around uh, Jill and I's house. Uh, we have found them all. Jill found four of the six. I found one of the six, and uh, the other one we gave credit to Jill's mom, Karen, for locating. So we have con- we have control of all the stones. We rule the universe. Jill yeah. rules the universe. So snap, I think snap, I bitches. win in this throwdown. I beat Vader and Thanos. There you go. Because she has them all. <laughs> you can't argue with HR. Exactly. Can't argue with HR. So even... I would say, as we're talking about this, I mean, what's to stop Vader from force choking Thanos? Nothing. Can Vader fit his force hand around Thanos' neck? <laughs> probably not. It's really <laughs> thick. He can use two hands. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Then, then, but he yeah. probably doesn't even have to lay his hands on him to do it. No, he doesn't. So that's the one thing, because I'm like, even force push, force pull, uh, lightning. I think, and even his lightsaber. about lightning and stuff. I think Thanos, although we don't actually see Vader ever use lightning. Right. He's a Sith power, but he never used it. I, I think Thanos could survive all that stuff. But the thing is, like, Thanos has to close the distance. He doesn't have ranged weapons. Right. So, um, 
So, so yeah, so Vader can keep him at Vader a distance. Vader can throw his lightsaber and at him. And just keep beating his ass. But if he closes the distance, Vader still has his lightsaber, mm-hmm. and he's a very skilled combatant. He is. Um, I would say... What's happening here? My earphone's going in and out. I think Abby's on um, <laughs> So, again, but Thanos is a, uh, a cosmic being. Like, mm-hmm. that has to count for something. I mean, if he closes the distance, I, I think I think Thanos has it because Thanos he, he can let like his strength is I mean it's almost immeasurable. He's also incredibly smart. Yes, he's, he's very very smart, and yeah. I would say his uh, ta- tactical knowledge surpasses Vader's, even though Vader is pretty good at that. I think yeah. uh, you know Thanos is incredibly <clears throat> manipulative and very intelligent yeah. and in manipulating the battlefield to his advantage, even in the moment. I think I feel like he's done that at a much larger scale than Vader's ever considered. Exactly. True. Yeah. I want to see this fight on on screen. This sounds pretty <laughs> right? amazing. Yeah. Well, think- again, now that they own both properties. You could just in the next in Avengers four for so you just see a star destroyer yeah. just cross over out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it. I think it would be an epic fight. But I, I think Thanos would probably come out on top. He'd find a way to um, to bridge the distance that Vader I think could be more um, successful from afar. Mm-hmm. And I think Thanos would find a way to to give a, take that advantage away from him. Somehow. I think you give Thanos even one stone, it's over. It's game over. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no way. So I, I feel like it has to be even... But I, I think, it again, like all these, it'll be a pretty tough fight. Yeah. But I, I imagine Thanos using his surroundings... I imagine they're fighting on Titan for some reason. Why not? Just, yeah. You know, on that, like that fight they do in Infinity War, they're on his home planet and he's fighting him. I kind of want to watch this movie again right now. Um, <laughs> like... As, you know what we're doing after the podcast. <laughs> we're making dinner. We're doing this. Let's do it. Um, I think I think Thanos will obviously sustain some damage as he closes the distance. Again, I don't know how he evades the force choke, but I, I imagine it's happening. He just like guts himself through it, right? And like smashes Vader in the face, and then kills Vader with his own lightsaber. Oh shit! Well, I think what happens? I think his hands are too big for that lightsaber. Like <laughs> 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 four finger, he crushes it. Um, then he takes the stone that powers the lightsaber oh, shit. and puts that in his gauntlet. And then he realizes, like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> then he's just, then he's, yeah, then he's got like a, remember Baraka from, yes. uh, from Mortal Kombat? Then yeah. he's just got one of those things going on. He's just like, oh, shit doesn't work. God damn it. I need a real stone. <laughs> uh, I think what happens is Vader tries to strike him, but he hits his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Thanos goes, you should have gone for the head. <laughs> and then grabs his face and crushes exactly. it. Exactly. He's like, yeah. So, Thanos for the win. Thanos for the win. Um, I was going to throw out uh, an HR person versus a PR person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We'll do a 10 second. What do you think? Ooh, that's a good one. Because a PR person could really, you know, spin it, spin the whole conversation, right? Right. But the HR person would just be like, you know. You're fired. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Done. I win. Or just combating with, like, this is a policy. This is a policy. <laughs> so you just, violated this policy. So HR would gum them up with all sorts of, <laughs> right. yeah. They yeah. create a wall, yeah. if you will, around them of protection. Right. Yeah. And be like, this is what Here's you must do. Here's all the things that you violated. You're done here. Yeah. HR for the win! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Jill, thank you so much for joining us. This You're is welcome. a real pleasure. I know it was a real hassle for you to come all the way out here. Yeah, those and stairs I had to climb were really, really intense. We really. So. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on for the serious shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the insight. Yeah. I, I really, again, don't, have to iterate don't this. hug your coworkers. <laughs> Is there anything well, you want to plug? Yeah. Don't hug your coworkers. Don't, don't touch your coworkers <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Don't say creepy things to them. 
Um, yeah. Um, thank you. And again, you are an expert. Please, I hope you know that you are an expert. That's why we come I to mean, you. I mean, I've had a, what I mean to say is, you know, there I I haven't had to investigate a Supreme Court justice, so sure. there are there are sure. more. Uh, you know, wide-ranging, impacting sure. investigations I could be a part of. You've but got room to grow in your I've, career. <laughs> I have covered a lot of bases. Um, so, That's yeah. awesome. Uh, is there anything you want to promote or anything you want to plug, anything that you've seen or watched recently that you're like, man, you guys got to check this out? Oh, I, I've been watching some, some Netflix lately. Uh, I really enjoyed... I've been watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> um, I really liked the show called Atypical. On mm-hmm. Netflix, it's about a family. There's a, um, th- there are two teenage kids in the family. One of them is autistic, and you know, so it's just kind of about the family navigating around that. But then all the other like stuff that happens that makes family stuff messy. It's a really good show. Um, what else did I watch recently? Uh, Wentworth is good. It's another lady prison drama that's not Orange Is the New Black, set in Australia. It's good. A lot, of, lot of drama. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's fun listening to the uh, the accents. Um, I don't know. I think that's uh, that's all I can think of right at the moment. Nice, Justin. You got anything? Uh, Big Mouth season two just dropped, so check that out. And I've not watched it yet, but I guarantee it's going to be good. Daredevil season three. Oh, it's going to be good. Man. I'm excited about that. Talking about blood flow. Oof. <laughs> right. Uh, I recommend Joe Rogan's Stranger Times stand up special. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was very fun. So definitely check that out. And I just started watching Big Mouth season two. Also, huge fan so far. Yeah. So if you like really gross adult cartoons, <laughs> really gross. I'm sorry, adult adult, yeah. adult animated content. Yes. It is really, yes. really gross. It's but awesome. there's yeah. Some really funny stuff in there too. Don't watch it with your HR professional. No, Don't do that. no, I take my HR hat off when I watch right. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, also, I would say Jack Ryan on Amazon okay. Prime. I watched episode one and it was really good. Okay. Really? So, yeah. All right. Looking forward to digging into that. Did you see the uh, the the thing he did with Colbert when he was on Colbert's show? No. Uh, they basically it was like a whole joke about him. Like, can he really be an action hero? Yeah. And they did this whole bit where they they have this epic fight between the two of them. It was really hilarious. Awesome. He was there to be a guest, so they acted like you know it was like a real fight. Yeah. But it was awesome. Check that out. Check that out. Check it Bear before you wreck it. Yeah. You all can find MindGap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGap Podcast. And Justin exists in the digital realm. That's right. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm just at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcast, wherever podcasts are sold. And we'd like you to subscribe to us there and review us. And then also just hit that share button. Just smash the shit out of that share button. A lot of S's. <laughs> uh, 2East8th.com slash MindGap and 2East8th.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever. It's the other podcast to do every Monday with Milos, and it's a good time. Nice. I want you guys to close your eyes real quick. Yep. Aww. Spotify. Ooh. <laughs> better or worse? Much better. Everything's creepy when you whisper something with your eyes closed. Wait, wait. Cl- close your eyes again. Right. Everything's better when you whisper something. <laughs> so creepy. Right? Jet, jet